This podcast is one of the many good ones on the Self-Defense Radio Network. Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. This is a practical, no tin foil hat survival podcast. I don't go tin foil hat on you. I just keep things rooted in common sense. That's how I believe that modern survivalism and prepping should be. It needs to become popular. It needs to become mainstream again. Well, my last episode that went out early last week, I had Allison Harris from Passionate About Prepping. She's not new to prepping or she's not new to selling prepping supplies and things, but she's relatively new to podcasting. She's on the self-defense radio network as is this show. And we realized after we finished up last week that there were some things we forgot to talk about. So I asked her to come back. She was kind enough to come back and continue the discussion about just basic things that some people need to remember when they're packing their emergency kits, their bug out bags or their bug in supplies, or as I like to call them, the vehicle emergency kits and so on and so forth. So we talk about that. And I want to start off by letting you know that the Self-Defense Radio Network is probably going to be bringing on more podcasts like this one and like Allison. We are in the process of talking to some other people about bringing their podcast on, and they may not only have to do with prepping and guns. We, we're looking at possibly some more self-defense, practical self-defense and martial arts-related podcasts as well. I think you'll get a lot of value on that, so stay tuned to listen about to listen for those episodes and those podcasts that we're going to be bringing on. Of course, I'll talk about it and I'll announce it. And as you know, everything that I talk about in a particular episode is in the show notes. So I want to remind you, todayssurvival.com is the website. Todayssurvival.com. There are two S's in that address. Todayssurvival.com. And you can go to all of the show notes. Many of you who are modern survivalists and you believe in staying prepared, as I do, many of you also carry guns. And I'm going to tell you, if you carry a gun, a lot of people are only focused on, well, carrying that gun and winning that gunfight. But even if you do everything right, and even if you don't actually use your gun, but a gun is involved... You could still get arrested. And a friend of mine, Paul Lathrop, from the Polite Society podcast, recently, that happened to him. And, you know, you want to talk about survivalism. Uh, You want to talk about a stink hit the fan event? Getting arrested can be a stink hit the fan event. It can be a disaster. It can be a disaster to you and your family, mainly because, think about it. First of all, you're going to have to spend a lot of money on your defense. But second of all, You're going to have to go to court a lot. You might go to jail for a little while. You're going to be missing work time. You might be missing uh, the ability to get paid, depending on what kind of a job you have. Uh, Your family could be pretty shook up. So think about all that. 
if you have a way to weather that storm, if you have a way to deal with that disaster, great. It's probably going to cost you about twelve to $15,000, as it did my friend Paul Lathrop. You can go to Handgun World Podcast, episode 381. You can hear him tell his entire story. Handgun World Podcast, episode 381. He told me his story, and I shared it with the public. Or for $135 a year, you can become a customer of the Self-Defense Network radio sponsor, the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. A link will be in the show notes. Armedcitizens.org. A link will be in the show notes. $135 a year. They pay your initial expenses and possibly even more if you have to defend yourself after you you use your gun or even if just your gun is involved in the whole incident. If you sign up, please support the Self-Defense Radio Network. Use the tracking code Paul Lathrop or 15625. That's 15625. That's just a tracking code. It's a way where they measure how much business we're sending them and the network makes a little bit of money. So it's a way that you can, if you're going to get one of those memberships anyway, you can support us without having to spend any extra money. Again, check the show notes for details on that. With all that said, let's get right to the follow-up interview with Allison Harris from Passionate About Prepping. This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to Today's Survival Show with Bob Main. All right, my guest for this episode, same guest as last week. I invited her to come back for part two, Allison Harris from Passionate About Prepping. Welcome back. Thanks so much, Bob. I'm so glad you invited me back. It's, you know, I tell you what, it was good. The first one was so good. I was listening and doing a lot of learning, taking some notes and things. So I wanted you back. And you had said, B, after we signed off last week, that there were a few little extras that you wanted to talk about. And so let's do that. Right. Last week, we talked about the stuff most people think of, you know, having the food, having water, shelter, first aid and some tools. Everybody, usually those are the first things on top of your mind. The extras, I think, are the comfort items. There's some more, but the comfort items is a real big one. Have some candy with you or candy. have some gum. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Keeping up that morale is so important. And in any emergency situation, you end up with some downtime too. So how about something to do? Maybe a deck of cards or for the kiddos, have a coloring book and a pack of crayons, and especially like a stuffed animal or something that there's that's their favorite because the little ones really need something to cling on to, especially when they're scared. Yeah, how about board games? Board games are great as, if you're doing at-home supplies. Don't work out so well for bug-out bags. No, they don't fit in a bug-out bag very well. <laughs> well, they can, but they're going to take up a lot of space. Yeah, Um how about DVDs and battery-operated DVD players? If you want that for an option, that would be great, too. Yeah. I mean, they're battery-operated. Sure plenty of batteries. Make sure you got plenty of batteries. Yeah, that's right. Make sure. Or you can go with the rechargeable option and get yourself a solar charger. You can do that. Or you can also, uh, as long as you can start your vehicle, you've got battery power. You can also get the adapter to allow you to plug your DVD player into your vehicle. 
Yes, you can, but yeah, make sure you have plenty of gas. But make sure you got plenty of gas. Yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, you're right. The comfort items in a, in a survival situation after a disaster, comfort's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. And for your at-home supplies too, why not stock? Put a few books down there, especially old favorites, or something new. Maybe learn a new skill while you're sitting around and waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can you can learn herbal remedies or have have a good first aid book. I recommend the actually the Department of Defense puts out a few that are really handy. They're specifically first aid for emergency situations. You know, when you can't get to the hospital right away or you need to intervene before you can get to the hospital. Yeah, that's a great idea. And, you know, backing up a little bit, too, when you were talking about having books for them to read, it's also Mm – this is also one of the reasons why if you have young children, uh, get them interested in reading a lot because – not just because it's good for their brain, but also Mm -hmm. in times of a disaster, it's something that they'll be used to doing and they'll enjoy. Right. Right. It, It will give them that familiarity, which is helpful. and. Also, have them involved in your preps. When you're doing your first aid training, have them with you. You know, you can practice on each other. And little ones, my little boy, when he was real small, about four or five, he used to love to play doctor. I've got a several ace bandages that he loves to wrap around people. And, you know, he'll give you water for fake medicine. These are good things for the kids to do. You know, little games like that actually teaches them how to take care of somebody, which you may need if you're injured or ill. You may need that extra set of hands to help get you better. It's all about education. It is. And you got to start them early. You yeah. really do. What else did we forget to talk about last week? We forgot to talk about copies of all your important papers. Aha, yes. You're going to need a copy of everything. If it is issued by somebody else and you carry it in your wallet every day, make a copy of it. If all of your birth certificates, deeds to your house, insurance policies, birth certificates, passports, Titles to your vehicles, all your credit cards, your driver's license, and keep copies of those with your emergency supplies and keep the originals in a very safe place. If you don't have a a fireproof safe at home, you can get a bank deposit box for Uh like next to nothing for a month. Well, you, you know, can, it, even for a year, they don't cost much. Right. I think the last time I had one, it was about $10 for a year, but it's been a few years, so I can't – I'm not real positive on that anymore. Yeah, and the bigger ones are only 35 or 40 a year. Right. But having a small one just for documents mm-hmm. makes things really easy. So as far as your home supplies go, something you're going to want to add is backpacks or duffel bags. Because your at-home bug-in supplies can be packed up if and when you have to leave. That's right. You know, something else I'm going to throw in. Sure. Something else I'm going to throw in. I, I have mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. You need to have a significant amount of cash. 
I was just about to say that. Okay, great minds think alike. A they significant do. amount of cash. Cash is king. It's always king. And I'll tell you what, if you're stranded on the road, if you're in some place that's unfamiliar to you, you would be amazed what $20 bills will get for you. Correct. Correct. You'll be amazed. And every once in a while, if it's something really big that you need done, a $50 bill will really go a long ways. <laughs> it will. It will. Cash in hand and cash under somebody's nose will definitely get a lot more done than a promise to pay. And, you know, and people, I've had people actually say to me, oh, but Bob, that's unsafe carrying a bunch of cash. I think that's a myth. I think it's a real myth. First of all, first of all, uh, I suggest everybody be armed. Mm. If you can be armed, be armed. So I agree. that'll help you protect your cash. But not without training. But not without training. Absolutely. And everybody knows that uh, I promote and teach real good training uh, right. for your firearms. You don't also have to have a firearm. You can be armed with a lot of different things. You can be right. armed with knives, multi-tools, flashlights, um, uh, tactical pens. You can be armed with uh, all kinds of stuff. Pepper spray, tasers Pepper spray, are available tasers. depending upon the laws in your state. Yeah, and all that will help if you're carrying a lot of cash. Uh, don't be waving your cash around. Don't let mm -hmm. lots of people see your cash. Right. Um, when I have a lot of cash on me, I like to keep it in a couple different places. Some right. in my wallet, some in my left front pocket, some in my right front pocket. You're giving away your secrets, Bob. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> but you know what? The people listening to this podcast are not likely to attack me. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Now, something that I have that's actually one of my favorite types of weapons, and I will be grabbing if I ever do have to bug out, is my bow. There you go. I like the nice quietness of it. Yes, I still do have my firearm and ammo for those spur-of-the-moment defenses, but I really like having my bow because I can defend from a longer distance, and I can also get dinner without inviting the entire neighborhood. Yeah, that's right, and a crossbow, too. If you have a crossbow, those are good. Those are good, too. I do like my compound bow, though. Absolutely, you can, and you know, you can defend yourself with it. You can get dinner with it, and mm -hmm. uh, absolutely, and the quietness. You're right; they attract no attention whatsoever. Right, and I really like the fact that the arrows are reusable, unlike ammo. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, ammo is reloadable, but it's not immediately it re reusable. Right, it's not immediately reusable, and you have to do. You have to have the supplies, and you have to be. At your supplies. Yeah, you're not going to have reloading supplies in a bug out bag usually. Right, right. All right, so what else did we forget to talk about last week? Well, there's one last thing that other than personal defense that people sometimes have a moral issue with. You know, not everybody's going to like a gun, but there are other options. The last one that could be a moral issue for some people is birth control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a moral issue for some, yes. Just, but just because you know thing, just because your life is turned upside down right now, doesn't mean that that stuff stops. It's true. 
you know, there's been more babies created right during wartime than any other time in history. (laughs) Well, that's true. And you're going to have to people are going to have to reconcile this with their religious beliefs. But if it's if it's not a problem for you, then that yeah, that's a great prep. You're right. Yeah, that is one thing I do recommend, even if you don't use it. Prophylactics condoms. They uh they do have multiple purposes, and I actually put this on episode two of mm-hmm. Passionate About Prepping, mm-hmm. is the multiple different uses for condoms. You can <laughs> use it. <laughs> I'm serious. You can use them for water collection. You can use them to make an ice pack. You can put them over your feet to keep your feet dry if you're in rainy weather. Very you true. can do all different kinds of things with them. Very you true. Can, if you uh, cut off the closed end, you can actually use it to waterproof a bandage. If you have a wound on your arm or something, uh-huh. you can cover that bandage and keep it clean and dry. And see, you know, you're talking about alternative uses for different types of items. And this mm-hmm. is something that people need to study. What are some of the different alternative uses? You know, a good thing you can do is just get on the Internet and, and Google alternative uses for different supplies. Or you can listen to my show because I have a new one every week. Or you can listen to Passionate About Prepping, episode <laughs> number two. Uh, and episode number three was Chapstick. Episode, yeah. Oh, oh chat, did you talk about alternative uses for Chapstick? I did. Why don't you give out, a, give out a few of them here? They do really well for covering a scrape if you don't have a bandage available. And you know some of those scrapes, you know how you get might maybe have like a few little drops of blood with it? Yeah. The chapstick will seal those up and keep it clean because chapstick is sterile. Let's see what else. The empty tube itself makes a great little emergency kit. If you want to use it to hold matches or Q-tips, it works great for Q-tips. You can use it for over-the-counter medications if you want to carry just a few with you. It's also the perfect size to hold a length of fishing line and some fishing hooks. Ah, there you go. If you go. want to keep those together. Some people like to keep stuff like that in their glove box, and I recommend it. Uh-huh. As long as you have a fishing line and a fishing hook, you will never be hungry. Uh, that's true. Well, you have to know how to use the line and the hook, too. Correct. Correct. And the fishing line can also double for a snare if you're not near any water. And I'll tell, I'll tell people what also, if you have a good fishing line and, and fishing hooks – what also makes excellent bait that's really easy to obtain mm-hmm. is cheese. It does. My husband's actually caught quite a few fish on cheese. Yeah. I mean, as long as you can keep the well, – and even if the cheese spoils, you can still use it for fish bait. Mm-hmm. And he also found that white cheese does better than yellow cheese. Yes, it does. That's right. And fish <laughs> – for some reason, fish do like cheese. They do. And the white helps actually attract more fish. I think it will probably. Um, I th- I was I was gonna say I think it might not spoil as fast, but I'm not sure about that. I'm it's possible. Sure that. Uh, you know what? You know what else we forgot to talk about last week, Allison? What's that? Uh, I can't believe that we forgot this. And people should have more than one of these, and they're extremely easy to carry. And that is a good quality flashlight. Yes. Very good quality. Yes. I have. I want to talk about the flashlights I have. I have three good, real good ones, and you might have some others that you might want to throw in. My absolute favorite is made by Surefire. It's an E1B backup. And, okay, it's $110, and that's a little bit more than some people like to spend on a flashlight. But this mm-hmm. thing, 
This thing is fantastic. I mean, you know, it's bright, but it's not too bright. I can use this thing as a weapon. It's easy to carry. I, I never go anywhere without it. That is a pretty good one. I like the weight of it, too. It's not too heavy, but it does have a nice balance to it. It's got a very nice balance. I have a I have a Phoenix light. Oh, and folks, I know they're Chinese-made, forgive me, or, or Taiwan, wherever the heck they're made. But the Phoenix <laughs> lights, I got a real big Phoenix light with like 500 lumens that I got dirt cheap, and that's my bedside light. Nice. Yeah, and it, it, it works real well. I do, even though they are cheap and they aren't extremely reliable, I do like having a little one on my keychain. And I was just going to say a keychain light, which I don't have and I need to get one. Mm. And uh, yes, because in the event that this pocket flashlight were to fall out of my pocket, mm -hmm. the uh, one on my keychain would be real nice. It would. And generally speaking, most people have their keys with them all the time. So even if you don't want to dig out your flashlight because you're carrying your bag, you've got that little one with you. And even if you never use it for anything else other than finding the keyhole to get home you know, when you get home because the light's out or you forgot to leave the porch light on, it works just it works great just for that. If you use it for nothing else, it will save you that headache. So you just mentioned some things that I do all the time with my flashlight. Uh, mm -hmm. I, for, I forgot to leave the porch light on, so I've got this nice big flashlight to find it. Um, when I go to the mailbox, I have the kind of mailbox where I have to put a key in the mailbox. Mm -hmm. And it's and there's no there's no street lights around my mailbox, so right. sometimes I got to find the keyhole for the mailbox. Mm -hmm. All kinds having, of things like that. Having that little dollar flashlight that hangs from your keychain will save you a whole lot of time and headache. Absolutely. And the thing is, flashlights, I find myself, out of everything that I carry on my person, I find myself going for this flashlight more than anything. That's one of the things that a lot of people use. My husband, he doesn't use a flashlight so much. He'll just use a cigarette lighter. But he uses his pocket knife more than anything else he carries with him. Pocket it's knife is my everything. second. Yeah, pocket knife is my second most used item, and I use it for just about everything too. And I found I was changing some watch batteries the other day, uh -huh. and we actually had a special tool to get the watch the back off of the watch, and we couldn't get it to work. I got my pocket knife out and popped it right off. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, one of the best pocket knives I have ever owned, and, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now because I pulled it out, is I've got a Benchmade. It's a, um, it's a Griptilian Mel Pardue version, and it's, again, a little pricey, but talk mm -hmm. about durable and always stays sharp. Always. That's a nice thing to have, and it's kind of hard to find a knife that stays sharp all the time. But I've also found the more you use it, the sharper it stays with a lot of the knives that I've had. You know, if I leave them sitting for a while, I don't know how, but the the blade gets dull if I don't <laughs> if I don't use it for a while. <laughs> I never heard of that. I never experienced that, but I'll I'll take your word for it. I think it's pocket lint or something. It dulls the blade. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But the, these are all basics uh, that people need to have. And uh, I even see that you sell some flashlights on your website, so that's good. Quite a few, quite a few, yeah, and a lot of different knives to choose from too. You got a lot of multi tools on there too. Yes. To go back to flashlights for just a second, though, as far as your bag or your emergency supplies, I recommend getting yourself a good headlamp. Aha! Uh -huh. Very you good. Need a flashlight that goes on your forehead with the Very elastic good. straps. Very good. Those are so handy. I yeah, used mine are. the other day putting up a new um, 
putting up a new clothes rod in a in a closet and the closet didn't have a light. I put on my headlamp and could see everything I was doing. It worked perfect. Mm-hmm. And the, all these things are easy to keep inside of a bug out bag, too. They are. They are. And that headlamp in a bug out bag situation is going to make things a lot easier because you have both of your hands free. You can Absolutely. get your tent put up easier. You can do all all kinds of things easier, you know, finding wood for kindling, everything. Well, good. This was a good compliment to last week because we, we did forget to talk about some of these. And so I'm glad you decided to come back on and, and talk about them, Allison. Well, Bob, I really didn't have a choice because I forgot I had to come back on and talk about them. I cannot <laughs> leave people hanging with some of the most useful things out there. I'm sure we're going to have to do a part three because as soon as you and I hang up, we'll think about some things we didn't talk about. <laughs> it's very possible. But uh, again, talk about your your podcast for everybody. Podcast is Passionate About Prepping. It comes out every Sunday. Um Barring any technical difficulties, we've had a couple, you know, with it being new, we're still getting used to things, but it is passionateaboutprepping.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Passionate About Prepping Facebook, or I'm sorry, podcast page, Passionate About Prepping podcast page. And I put up all my new episodes there every week, and I do a few posts that of other blogs that kind of go along with the episode for that week. Yeah, and just also want to remind people, you know, if you're just sitting at your desk and you're on your computer, you can also stream it, stream the podcast right off your laptop by going to her website, passionateaboutprepping.com. Yep, that was something I was pretty adamant about being able to do. Oh, yeah, that's a must. Allison, thank you very much for coming on the show for a second time. Thanks so much for having me, Bob. It was a blast. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Allison, thank you very much for donating your time once again to come back on today's survival show. I'm glad we did that because those things, these topics that we just discussed in this episode, we forgot about them last week, but they're very important survival preps, and I hope that you got a lot out of that. You know, a lot of this stuff I already knew, but it's just a great reminder, and actually I picked up a couple of new ideas from it. And, and by the way, speaking of prepping and um, and supplies and things that you need, don't forget to check out her website, erxhub.com, E-R-K-S hub.com. I'll put that in the show notes, E-R-K-S hub.com. Excellent website. She's got a lot of good stuff for sale there. I'm going to be purchasing some gluten-free survival food from her very soon. I'm just waiting for my next commission check to come in. Once it comes in, I'm going to get a supply of gluten-free survival food from irkshub.com. Folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of today's survival show, a practical modern survival podcast where I talk about doing what you can with what you have wherever you are. I'm Bob Main. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.